Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming and other random gaming commentary. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm Hillhouse from Big Love Club. And what I just cut out was a big uh, (laughs) messed up intro where I forgot to introduce (laughs) myself, but I was reminded that I forgot to introduce myself because I heard last week's track of you introducing yourself. And I thought you were being very passive aggressive about it because you were just talking (laughs) right over me. Oh, I was? (laughs) Yeah. I was in the middle of saying something and you were like, and I'm Hill House. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even hear you. (laughs) So it was, it was pretty great, but it was, it was not, it was not you from this week. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I forgive you, but anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway uh we're back and um i was talking about how we do do a lot more gaming commentary now because we play yeah. a lot more games uh than we used to i feel like between shows it could be just because of our upload schedule is less maybe we get more games in but um i am really pushing myself to use game pass because i pay for it monthly yeah. and i feel like i need to play at least a game from it every month there's a lot of great games on game pass right now so yeah and they add so much too yeah and some of the changes that they're coming up with too as far as um they're talking about doing a family plan which i think is a great idea you know you don't have to have a a a home xbox you know you you don't have to do the you just you can add people to your family plan and they can download as long as it's uh, paid for every month so yeah it's pretty cool yeah, we'll just see how much really that cool. one's going to be. It's probably going to be like twenty five a month or so. Yeah, I wonder if that's something they're talking about just to try to one up PlayStation's revamp mm. of PlayStation now. Now that PlayStation's trying to compete with Game Pass, finally. Oh yeah. Um, maybe Game Pass is thinking, oh well, we'll make it even easier for you to use it on different consoles. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I um, think that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're just trying to make sure that they stay relevant to the game, you know? Right. That being said, um, as much as I try to play a game in Game Pass every month, I also try to play a game from my library of owned games. (laughs) And that is just so large. I'm approaching 500 games that I own. This is what I was talking about, actually. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your track interrupted me. (laughs) But anyway... Um, so I, I have touched a little bit on own games and on game pass, and I'll talk a little bit about both of those, uh, in a second. Uh, the one thing that I didn't talk about last week because it was the first day of the, uh, Fortnite season. And, yeah. uh, I, actually I didn't know it was going to be this big of a deal. Um, I heard rumors since January about them adding a no build mode to Fortnite, which I was really excited about. I really thought the game needed it. Um, but it, to say the least, the no build Fortnite mode has fans divided. It's hard for me to sympathize with the people that miss building. Um, I love it. I think, (laughs) I think building's really dumb and I feel like it slows the game down and I feel like it creates a skill set that doesn't seem necessary in the game. It makes exactly know how to turbo build. It makes you have to know how to make ridiculous skyscrapers within seconds and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's just dumb. It, it really makes is. The game, it's dumb. 
<laughs> yeah. And basically the the problem has been and the main concern that fans have kind of hated basically people who are really good at building are listening to this saying just get good. I, I understand. Um but the problem with people who don't care about building or don't want to put in the hours to like expertise themselves on building monsters um their problem is that for the last you know top 20 or top 10 players in a Uh lobby it just turns into two towers just building against each other at the end which seems pretty foreign from what the game is up until that point because when you drop in and you're collecting weapons and upping the rarity and collecting ammo and all that. There's another set of people that are just dropping in, collecting like three guns, and then just harvesting like crazy. And that whole thing changes when you get into the top 10 because it becomes, can you destroy their builds faster than they can use their builds? And the solution that they came up with was making a mode that has no building. And I was really concerned with how you were going to be able to access things because to take out building means you can't get on top of structures. You can't uh, repair structures if they're destroyed and stuff like that. But they created a system where you have energy now, like stamina. So now you can sprint and you can also use that stamina to mantle onto objects you can look up at a ledge and you can use energy to jump up on it and it's actually pretty clever and it works pretty well there's really no hiccups uh they also added a thing where you can't destroy a lot of stuff with your pickaxe because it would make traversing so much harder um you can't destroy a lot of stairwells so if the building has a stairwell it's non-destroyable because they want you to still be able to get to the second floor um so there's a lot of little things that I guess they've been doing in the background because it took a lot of thought because you took out a main mechanic of actually like moving around in the world. And I think that it's pretty good. A lot of people still think it's kind of buggy, but I have only played no build since this season started and I've had no issues with it. I think it's Oh fun. yeah, I absolutely love I it. You have to say you've played some of it. Oh dude, I I've played 9 games in a row, all 9 dubs. Mm-hmm. A nine, wow. nine brand new I, account on PC. <laughs> never played on PC. Brand new account. I set it up. I get in and start going right off the bat with a buddy of mine playing duos. And we got nine dubs. And even he was like, "What the hell is going on?" I mean, we were. Yeah, we, I do. It was fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah, I also win a lot more often in no build because yeah, it's more of yeah. my gameplay style. But I do have to say that as of recently, those lobbies have been getting pretty hard. Um, I feel like the people that are lo- loading into no build are very good at what they do now. Oh, because yeah. the strategy that I had been doing was basically getting a shotgun and moving around until I'm close enough to sprint up on people and then just jumping around them and then sprinting out. <laughs> basically just diving in and then diving out and then diving in and diving out. I've been doing some pretty and, badass sniper shots in there. Yeah. Been taking them out from a distance while my teammates going in. So I watch, <laughs> yeah, kind of like, right. you know, watching where they're shooting from and then tap them. But yeah. Yeah. It, I do like the energy a lot. The stamina is a lot of fun. Um, 
But that being said, um, I th- I think a lot of people in the community are saying things like, I just miss being able to build one ramp to get up on top of a house or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it does bring up a solution that I'm not sure why they didn't think of earlier. Um, if you want to prevent the end of every single match being a skyscraper battle, you could just limit the materials you can carry to like a oh, hundred yeah. instead yeah. of a thousand for each <laughs> type of material. So it is kind of brain boggling as much as I like the no build zone. I can admit that a compromise would have been just lowering the cap on materials. If you just didn't allow people to carry enough materials to start building up seven stories before they started thinking about doing anything else. Uh-huh. Um, it would just change the game. And I feel like that would have been enough. That being said, I do really like running around with the stamina and I like mantling. I like all that. I like not having to worry about people having the ability to build cover, but I wouldn't mind that if I also had the ability to build a single wall of cover to heal or to reload or something. But, um, that being said, I feel like maybe we might see a compromise mode because it's a pretty common opinion I'm seeing online of people thinking, why didn't they just lower the amount of mats rather than take out materials altogether? Yeah. You know, I but mean, I kind of see both sides. Question. I, I kind of do, but I think yeah. what they should do is they should just leave a no build BR mode in the game. And and just yeah. kind of let it right set now they have and, both. and see what happens, you know. See who yeah. is and right see now. Which they one have, but the thing is, there's an argument to keep them both in too. Oh yeah, I agree. Being, I agree. That's what I'm know? saying. It, it keep them both in and just let it let it fly for a while and see see what the reaction to it is. You know, you never know. You may get more people playing it and then decide that they everybody wants to go back to the building thing. You know, you just don't know. But I think if you keep that option open, it's just going to make the game more, uh, uh, you know, you're just going to have more people playing it. Yeah. I feel like before they divided lobbies, there was only about two people per lobby that knew how to build. Yeah. And that being said, that makes you think that it's going to be a landslide of more people inside of the no build. Uh, lobbies than the yep. build lobbies but i would be interesting to look at a build lobby like watch it live and see if it's just full of a bunch of tryhards because <laughs> which it probably would be uh, right because i remember how no i remember how the build mode was when there were people who didn't know how to build in it but now to choose to play that mode you're basically saying i am playing with a handicap you know like i don't know how to build that well but i'm choosing to play it for who knows what reason, <laughs> but I'm choosing to play it because I want to build, I guess, a single ramp to get on top of a house. <laughs> yeah. um, so so I would be curious. I haven't played a single game of the build mode this season. But I would I. be curious to see what it looks like if I jump into it and like everyone's building like immediately. Because like it was pretty obvious like when you found the one guy in the game in the lobby that was uh really like in it to win it like you would just be going by a bunch of bots and then you'd be going by a bunch of players that are kind of the same skill set as you and then you would go by one guy who like heard your footsteps and then he built like five stories up for no reason yeah <laughs> and you'd be like you could have kept those mats and just you know 
sh- shot at me, you probably would have won. But it, it was pretty obvious before when you saw that one guy in the lobby that was trying hard. But yeah. I, I would be interested to see if those build lobbies are like full of them now and like the opinion of the people who are builders. Like, are they pissed off that there's more competition? Or is did they just fill them with more bots and it still feels the same to them? You know, that would be interesting because it's night and day for me who doesn't know how to build well playing in the no build zone because it's like even playing field, you know? Yeah, um, true. That being said, that's all I have to say about Fortnite. I think it's an all right season. I think the unlocks are okay. Doctor Strange is cool and all. Prowler's cool. I mean, it's not mind-blowing. I don't think it's the best season ever, but it's not yeah. the worst. Um, yeah. I think the main attraction to the season is the no build, you know. Uh, that being said, let me talk about the other two games I played, and then I'll hand it over to you. Um, this one is actually interesting because I didn't know that one of these games was very similar to the other game I played. I played Life is Strange True Colors, and this is the fourth entry into the Life is Strange series, I believe. Uh-huh. And it is... It is highly praised. It has got raving reviews. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got really good reviews. And I am torn with its reviews because I liked it. I thought it was really good. I enjoy these games. I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy the storytelling. But I still feel like it could have been better. And me feeling like it could have been better means I wouldn't be giving it like a 96 out of 100. And I'm seeing lots of people saying it's like perfect almost. And I feel like there's so much room for improvement in the game. Despite how much I liked it, I just don't feel like it's as great as people are saying it is. There's a lot going for it, though. I'm not going to hit it down too hard for that. Um, I like their choice of music in the game. I like their choice of location in the game. Now, there is a, f- a funny little thing going on. I feel like Hollywood and video game storytelling and all storytelling is really in love with Colorado right now because I feel like I've seen so many TV shows and movies and games set in a small Colorado town that has a coal mine that, and freaking trees everywhere and everyone knows everyone in the town. I've seen this story so much in the last two years <laughs> that I'm just like, I actually Google searched it and I was like, is there like, something going on why is everyone in love with Colorado right now (laughs) anyway um, that being said I like a lot about the game but um, the I believe it's the second or third chapter is 100% set around let let me see how far I am in the show skip like I guess uh, do the uh, 30 second skip like twice or maybe four times, because I'm going to say a little bit of a spoiler. Um, The whole second or third chapter is set around LARPing within a game. And I have nothing against LARPing (laughs) as a whole, really. But it is such a disengagement from the story of the game. It doesn't progress anything with the story. It doesn't progress hardly anything with the characters. It is all just to repair a relationship between two characters and even after that it feels like the LARPing had nothing to do with it 
it feels really shoot in. It feels like someone who wrote the game was in love with LARPing and really wanted to put it in the game. And it feels so forced and it's so overstays its welcome. And it's fine when you're talking about it before it happens. And it's fine when the characters refer to it later. But the fact of how long it takes to, to happen is is just ridiculous. And it's it's cute and all because they actually like make it go like Final Fantasy style. And which is really weird for Life is Strange because it turns into this like, you know, 2D type uh, turn based thing. And it's like really out of left field. And that's fine. But still, it would have been funny and quirky for a short period of time. But it it just overstays its welcome. And I feel like it derails the story. And it took me out of the elements of what the world was doing within the game. And it's one of the shorter Life is Strange games. So it really didn't need something like that derailing what was already a short game into something else. And I don't know. It's my biggest complaint about the game. And I understand some people that are probably like crazy about the fact that this thing, which I'm not going to mention again, because I told you only skip like 60 seconds, (laughs) this thing that um, is represented in this game. Finally is like represented in video games or something. Like I can see you getting excited about it, but like it for the game, it just overstays its welcome because there's so much more that you want to do. And the game has established a story that is engaging and you want to keep diving into the mysteries of it. And you want to keep seeing what characters are going to say about things that you've learned and stuff. But meanwhile, you're busy doing something that has nothing to do with the story progressing. And it is, it is mind numbing how long it is. Um, it's it's ridiculous and it's it's kind of cringe, but I I feel like every Life is Strange game has some kind of cringe character interactions. I'm not going to deny that. As much as I love the series, there's some stuff where you're just like, eh, like that's kind of weird <laughs> to act like that towards a person. But I can look past it for the most part because I see these characters as characters, and I can be like, that character is awkward. And if they were a real human, I would forgive them for being awkward because that's how humans are. You know, I understand that. But this part is so much of it that it makes me like not think of the characters as the same as before and after. And it has nothing to do with the activity that they're doing. That does not make them more cringe. It has to do with the way it's executed. And I can't I can't say that enough that there's a section in True Colors that is such bad execution that it's hard to forgive. That being said, a lot of it is really great. Um, there's some arcade cabinets within the, within the game that are completely playable, and those are really fun. You can actually go into the main menu of True Colors and just play the arcade cabinets, and they're really cool. They're well-designed games. I was playing them for way longer than I should have. And you can tell that the team put a lot of love into that. And that's awesome. There's just some things that don't make this game a 95 out of 100 or something. And I don't think I should be being upset about that. But the thing is, this is not my favorite Life is Strange game. And I know that it is one of the highest rated ones. Um, 
I put it as number three. Um, it's better than Before the Storm, but it's not better than the two that Don't Nod made. And that's where I segue into a discussion that I didn't even know was a discussion. Um, so Square Enix is the company that publishes the Life is Strange games. But the developers of the games have switched between Deck Nine and Don't Nod. Don't Nod made the original, and everyone loved it. And I think there was like a strike going on by actors and stuff when they made Before the Storm, because I think it even doesn't have the same cast or writers as the original. And I think a lot of people thought that that's where Before the Storm was not as good as the original Life is Strange because it was a totally different team. They got Deck Nine to make it, not Don't Nod. And um, it is kind of a miss. There's good stuff in the game, but it's not as good as the original Life is Strange by any means. Um, Then Square Enix, I guess, got uh, Don't Nod to come back and make Life is Strange 2. And that game is amazing. That game is awesome. Um, And then... I think there was an announcement that Don't Nod said that they were no longer going to do any Life is Strange games, that they were moving past that. So Square Enix got Deck Nine to make Life is Strange True Colors, the fourth game. And it is interesting to see that they're not making numeral games. They're making the games with a subtitle. So that is interesting. So Deck Nine is making the fourth Life is Strange, and it's their second one in the series. And previously, they had made the worst in the series. So to say that True Colors is better than the last Life is Strange that Deck Nine made is you know, like not that hard to do. It's very good compared to Before the Storm. But the thing is, I don't think it holds up to the two that Don't Nod made. And when I went into some research on this, I was seeing that a lot of the community thinks that Don't Nod made games that took more risks in storytelling, and they liked those games because they were much more like edgy in the sense that... You didn't expect things to happen, and they were a lot more risky in basically the storytelling that it told. Yeah. And a lot of people were accusing Deck Nine of making games that were too safe and too, like, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, they're too nice, is what people were <laughs> claiming they were making. And if you play Life is Strange True Colors, it is a very, very calming, nice game, and it feels very inspiring. And that's all fine and good. It's not nearly as edgy as Life is Strange 1 and 2. But it is interesting to think that it is so highly rated. But the fact that if Don't Nod made it, like, what would it have been? And I don't think that's a fair comparison because they're both unique developers. So I think Life is Strange True Colors is a very good game. But I think it is a better game when you're not comparing it to the Don't Nod Life is Stranges. And I wasn't doing that when I played it until after I played it when I realized that I should be comparing it to the other Deck Nine games, not the Don't Nod ones. Um, That's when I saw that maybe that's where the appreciation for the game comes from. But I feel like it's it's still a phenomenal game. I still like it. It's just... That that hiccup of a chapter is so glaring. And I was telling some people after I played it um, that it was really hard to look past that. And it was a really struggle to get through it. Um, it just derailed the experience, you know. Um, that being said, I then played uh, Twin Mirror, which I didn't know was made by 
don't nod. I didn't know that it was made by the original makers to Life is Strange. And I remember playing it, and my wife was like, this looks a lot like Life is Strange. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is pretty similar. I guess they took a lot of inspiration from it, me being yeah. an idiot not knowing that it was the same developer. Um, and Twin Mirror is a really cool game. It's a kind of a detective-type game. Um, it is one is a lot riskier and a lot darker than the Deck 9 Life is Strange game. So you can see that Don't Nod touch on it darker grittier and it's sadly not published i'm sorry excuse me it's not published by square enix so you can tell that there's not the funding behind it that they used to have um there's still a lot to take home about it i think it's worth playing but don't expect square enix level don't nod on this project um it looks fine. The images, the backgrounds look great. The um, the functioning of the game, the gameplay's fine. But there's some stuff that is like, it's, it's crazy. You have to look up gameplay to this game, man. Um, the lip syncing to actors' voices is the worst that I've seen in the 2010s from a game that looks this good. It is ridiculously bad. People are talking and the lips don't match anywhere near it. Um, I ended up looking up to see if it was a foreign game because I felt like maybe this is dubbed. Maybe it was like originally Russian or something. And uh, it's not. It is 100% just bad lip syncing. And I saw a lot of people commenting on that online. Um, So it's a very short game too is the other knack at it. But if you can look past how short the game is and the really bad lip syncing, everything else about Twin Mirror is a pretty cool game. Um, and it is kind of sad that it's short because there's some stuff in the game that is kind of character arc driven stuff that would be so much better if it was twice as long. There's some stuff that feels a little rushed, but I still enjoy the experience. Um, I don't think it's worth like $50, $60, but if you see it on sale, it is pretty, it's a pretty cool story-based game. I think it's a pretty good game. And that's the thing is, I don't think it was better than Life is Strange True Colors. So if this is a discussion that I'm having of Deck Nine versus Don't Nod, but Don't Nod is so good that with a smaller budget and really bad lip syncing and making a shorter game, I think it's just as good as Life is Strange True Colors, which is a testament to the risks that Don't Nod made with Twin Mirror. It is a story that I felt engaged in because I was interested in what was going on. I couldn't predict anything that was happening. Life is Strange True Colors felt very predictable, um, but it was still an enjoyable experience. It's just they ended up being like even in my mind. They were both as equally enjoyable despite one being way more polished. and way more love and effort was put into Life is Strange True Colors. Um, especially with all the little like collectibles and things. It was like so much detail in that game. But I mean, at the same time, Twin Mirror impressed me so much with little things it did that I still was like ready to keep binging the game. I ended up finishing both these games very quickly um, because they were really hard to put down. You know, I was playing these games until like I don't know, 3 or 4 a.m., but um, 
<laughs> and that being said, I finished them very quickly, and they're both replayable. Twin Mirror is a little bit more replayable than Life is Strange because I think you can make opposite choices and get totally different outcomes. So I am working my way through a second playthrough. Not as fast, but I will at some point finish a second playthrough of it. But that being said, I like both those games, Don't Nod's Twin Mirror and Deck Nine's uh, Life is Strange True Colors. I think they're both worth checking out. Life is Strange True Colors, I actually played it before it was added into Game Pass, but now it's in Game Pass. <laughs> so you can now play it uh, for free with Game Pass. So that's convenient. <laughs> but that being said, that's all I really played that was new this week. Right on. Sounds like fun. I, uh, I didn't mean I, to bore you with my discussion between Deck Nine and Don't. Oh, not at all, <laughs> dude. Not at all. Uh, I mean, you know way more about it than I would. And uh, I mean, some of that stuff's important as far as, you know, distinguishing the difference between the two games. So I get you. I get you, bro. Yeah. It's just. I, I, it's you want to like talk about boring? Spirit. Play what you I can... played. <laughs> what did you play? They're not really boring. Well, I shouldn't that say one. that. But I played uh, I played two games. I played sim games this week. I played American Trucking Sim and I played uh, Farming Sim 22. And I fucking love both of these games. I mean, absolutely love them. American Trucking Sim, I played for about an hour before we started doing this podcast just because I wanted to go drive around. So I took a job and I got in a uh, I can't remember the name of the truck. I want to say it was a Peterbilt and uh, just did my thing now I, if you're going to play this game first off for both of them um i would recommend getting a controller or a steering wheel uh it's just a lot easier than it is with a keyboard and mouse you can still use a keyboard for functions and stuff i pay both of these games on pc by the way uh got them both through steam um the uh american truck sim was a uh kind of a gift so i took that and uh just ran with it and like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm already 100% in love with the game. It's a lot of fun. The detail to the landscape is it's just beautiful. But let me let me go with this, okay? Uh, basically, American Trucking Sim is it is a highly detailed uh, truck driving sim where you take jobs, um, you can. Um, purchase vehicles you can make them 100 yours change the paint uh change the cabins um the chassis you can tune them up you can add all these different bells and whistles to them you can do everything from you know um uh, like i hauled paper one day um and then i hauled a big piece of machinery i've got already i've got a heavy cargo truck you can do hazardous cargo there's just all sorts of different stuff that you can do and um, I had a double hookup that I was driving around and I was actually quite surprised at how um, how quickly you get the hang of making some of these turns because it's legit. I mean, you have to, you know, you use your blinker and you stop at the red lights and you do all that stuff because the cops will find you. If you don't stop at the way stations, you get a fine and you want to, of course, you want to make as much money as possible while you're doing this stuff. Yeah. But it is just such a relaxed chill just take your mind off of everything kind of game uh there my favorite part was earlier today actually driving down the i want to say the i-95 and i was going from elko to eli in nevada and i'm sitting here listening to uh just 
chill ass road country music on the radio while I'm driving down the road and, you know, I'm staying in the right lane and people are passing me and I stop at a way station. It just, it was just such a chill experience because I was just, just driving and watching my speed and listening to music and trying to make my load, you know, to the destination. And it was just a lot of freaking fun. There's just so much that you can do. Um, you can adjust your seat, your mirrors, uh, position your head to get the best view of the road, uh, all sorts of stupid crap that just adds to the feel and everything to it. Now, right now I have maps from uh, California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. And you have to uh, get that in order to get to the other places. They're coming out with some uh, maps to Texas. Uh, it's supposed to be happening soon. Um, I do want to go ahead and uh, just got, uh, by the way, um, through a partnership with CD keys. So I'm going to be using them a lot more and I get my games at a discount now. So I'm going to be buying the Oregon Pacific Northwest uh, uh, maps because they do have kind of like a free roam. Uh, once you own vehicles and I want to go see if uh, my hometown is included on the map in Oregon and see if I can drive through it. That would just be an amazing thing. But uh, if you like simulation games, I'm telling you right now, I've just started this game and there is so much to do and it is so much fun and it's just, just silliness. You're just driving from A to B and uh, you can even challenge yourself to drop off the load in the exact spot, meaning uh, to uh, park the trailer properly and then release it. So you can challenge yourself to do all that or you can just, you know, uh, complete the mission once you get to the spot. So, it, it, but it's really cool. It is really, really cool. I recommend it. The, like I said, the detail that they put into this game and the, the landscapes, uh, you know, driving up the Pacific Coast Highway in California, driving through the deserts in Nevada, um, just all sorts of cool stuff. And it's just everything is so neatly detailed from the road signs down to, you know, the grass and the rocks. It's just really, really cool. And it's just a very chill experience. So if you're somebody that likes driving and you just like something that's going to take your mind off everything, I definitely recommend getting this game. And uh, the same thing I'm going to say about the other game that I played, which is Farming Simulator 22. Never, ever thought that I would get into this game. Never, ever thought that I would. But <laughs> wow, what a... <laughs> this game is therapy. That's all I can say about it. It is it is freaking therapy. Um, I'm in a farm with uh, Smash Fam, and I haven't got to work with them yet. However, I did a little tooling around and kind of doing my own thing. And you can really, really get going quickly in this game with uh, managing a farm and, and doing the whole thing, getting it going, <laughs> you know, tilling your land and, uh, well, buying the land first and getting it all going. But it is just really, really neat what you can do. Now, Smash Fam has tons of fields. Um, they have tons of there's people that are constantly going in and out of the server. They have their private server. I believe it's either eight or 16 people. It might be 16 now. And um, you just basically we take jobs. So I'm looking forward to that this afternoon. Actually, I'm going to be going in and I'm probably doing some uh, helping them with whatever it is that they need. Actually, I just jump on the farm and, go, you know, do whatever work that they need. But the cool thing about it is you just get in and let's say you're going to go. Uh, till up an entire field, right? Get it ready for growth and crops. 
So you're just moving up and down the field in this vehicle, going slowly, just chilling out, listening to the radio. And uh, it, it, it just, it takes you away from the, the crazy pace of some of these other games. You know what I mean? I love my shooters. I play a lot of overwatch. People know that I play a ton of split gate right now. People know that. And I, I love doing that. I love, I love, you know, I love the pew pews. I love shooting people. I love having that kind of a fun in the game, but this right here is so different and it is so relaxing. I'm actually thinking about taking the, uh, or get checking out the lawn mowing simulator and uh, started a career with that just because you you just chill, you relax, but you still accomplish something in the game, and it's it is so much fun. There's just there's something about going out and gathering up your crops. Let's say you're going to go out and you're going to get all your corn, and and you you take it back <laughs> to the barn or or the uh the silo and you do all the little things that you're supposed to do and there's so much equipment you can download so many different mods that you can download in this game i mean i i'm almost at a loss of what to say because there's so much to say about this game and every possible detail that you can think of in farming sim in, in farming simulator 22 is in it i mean it, it just looks incredible. It looks absolutely incredible from working at night, working in the morning. This thing is crazy. I mean, the series itself, I found out earlier, has sold over 25 million copies in its lifetime. The series Farming Simulator, which has been out for quite a long time, uh, I believe since, what, 2014? Maybe even sooner than that, earlier than that, um, when they Maybe were making these, these sim games. games. Yeah. yeah, but I'm telling you right now, if you're into any kind of sim games, um, both of these, I, I never thought that I would try a sim game. I never thought that I would be into it because I tried those city ones before and just, you know, whatever, didn't have any fun. But wow, wow, it's just it's it's peaceful. It it feels like you've accomplished something. Um, it takes you away from the regular grind of you know, doing your, you know, your normal games. And it, it takes you, if you're looking for something calming after your day, a hard day of work, this is it. I'm telling you, this is freaking it. It's just, <laughs> oh my God. It is so, it is so freaking cool. And, and making sure you're planting your crops at the right time, watching the weather, there's all sorts of different stuff. And there's, you know, it's a huge economy too. It's just, Yeah. You gotta check it out. If you if you're not really into them, go check out some of the gameplay because I'm telling you, you take five ten minutes to play a couple of these games and you're gonna fall in love with them. It's just absolutely nuts. But yeah, Farming Simulator 22 and American Truck Simulator. Um, yeah, check them out. I definitely recommend both of these games. The best thing to do after a hard day's work is to come home and have a hard day's work on the farm <laughs> in the virtual world. <laughs> I was saying that at work the other day too. And these guys are like, Oh yeah. What are you doing tonight? What are you playing? And I said, Oh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to plow a couple fields, you know, <laughs> like, Oh my God, are you playing farming my simulator? I'm like, yeah, I'm playing farming simulator, but it is, it is such a freaking cool game. And the American There's truck simulator. I can't wait to get into the, um, the different uh, changes that you can make, the customizations as far as the cab and the steering wheel. Um, and my plan is uh, I have a, a, an Uncle Melvin 
had an uncle Melvin. Uh, he and I, he was probably my favorite uncle. And uh, we had the same birthday, uh, November 11th. He was a truck driver his entire life into his 70s. And uh, he passed away recently. And my goal is to, I think I've got a picture of his truck somewhere. And I'm pretty sure that he drove a Peterbilt. And we are going to uh, try to uh, do a paint job and customize it in game and see if we can get it as close to his as possible. So I think that'd be a lot of fun to drive around his truck in the game, kind of memorialize, you know, Uncle Melvin. <laughs> but yeah, it should be good, man. It should be a lot of fun. There's a new simulator that released on the 6th of this month. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called Road Maintenance Simulator. And it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's you like repairing roads and picking up trash off the side of the roads and filling potholes and stuff. <laughs> wow. Um, the the uh, headline from PC Gamer is, I filled a pothole in this road work sim and now I know why potholes are never filled. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, should, um, they should do one called, um, they should do one called Community Service Simulator. Where you like get in trouble for having a DUI and you got to wear an orange vest, pick up trash. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee you that would sell. I guarantee you. It could be the biggest tease, too. It doesn't allow you to get in trouble. It opens up, every chapter opens up with you just <laughs> already like in front of the judge. You know, yeah. you'd be like, man. <laughs> You've already committed a crime. <laughs> so, it doesn't let you have any fun. It just <laughs> opens up with the gavel go- coming down, and then when the gavel comes up, it zooms into your face. You know? And you can you can make it actually <laughs> you can make it realistic and have the game like give it like you know fifteen hours of gameplay to where you have you know or twenty hours of gameplay where you have you know twenty hours of community service that you have to do, and when you come back, you're tired. <laughs> Like if you leave 45 minutes after you start a game, you still have 15 minutes on that hour that you got to make up when you come back. So you actually have to play for the whole yeah. 90 get, hours of your, community service. You get your community service signed off. Like, Oh my this, God. This mission is uh, you get your community service signed this off. This mission local signed off by EA. <laughs> it's EA like, approved. Mission completed. Your biggest challenge ever is pressure washing the side of a church and pretending that you believe in God <laughs> that it, so that the pastor will sign off on your days. You pick up a can half full of beer. Do you drink it or throw it in the trash? <laughs> hey, a cigarette's only half smoked. <laughs> Do you smoke it? Suddenly oh your God. pressure washing like arm is like shaky. So like you could. You could barely keep it straight. It's just making lines and everything. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> but so great! You can't great. tell because it blurs your vision. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome, man! Community service simulator. Somebody's got to think of that game. Tag me in it because I want to be an NPC in your game. You might be able to get it um, government funded because they could. Um, let you rent it out when like uh, delinquents get in trouble. You could be like, "Hey, this is what you would have to do if you were 18." You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they want to play it IRL. Yeah, they'd be like, they'd be like, "I just can't 
I just can't get that dopamine rush as when I'm picking up trash off the side of the road. <laughs> it's not the same, man. It's not the same. I need the feel of that soggy <laughs> cigarette carton in my hand. <laughs> the wet tissue like Jimmy, falls apart. If you wanted to do community service, you could have just robbed a bank or something. You didn't have to run over that family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you're in prison oh. prison. You won't be picking up trash. <laughs> oh, man. This is crazy. You overshot. You overshot your goal. You're trying to just do community service, but you're in the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> They're like any last requests. I really wanted to pick up trash, man. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and there's this huge moral debate because they're like, do we let this guy? live an extra day so that he can pick up trash or do we like kill him now and uh they're just like debating on like how dirty the roads are or not is <laughs> <laughs> that one guy like whispering he's like we really need people picking up on 59 you know <laughs> it's like that manager that doesn't tell you you're fired you just finish your shift and then they yeah he lets you fired. finish your shift and you you happen to work your ass off that day you know yeah yeah like hey let's let's let him pick up trash we'll, promise, let's do it tomorrow i promise to never do that to anybody that works for me if if you're <laughs> gonna be let go man you're gonna let you let go as soon as you get there you are you do not have to work that old day that's just bullshit i think managers <laughs> like that should be publicly flogged they are <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> anyway um let me get some news in. So let All me right. actually roll that music. I haven't rolled the music for News Bitch in a while. So I'm excited yeah. about this. Oh, yeah. It's time for the News Bitch. Okay, so I have two quick stories uh, this week. Um, one of them is just rumors, so um, take with it <laughs> what you want. There's been some recent rumors that PlayStation may be acquiring Kojima Productions. Um, the basis of these rumors is merely the fact that the PlayStation website, where you go to PlayStation Studios, uh -huh. They added a banner of Death Stranding. Is that the name of the game? <laughs> From Kojima? <laughs> I think yes. that's the name of the game. Uh, they added a banner of Death Stranding to that banner of all their um, main games that fall under PlayStation Studios. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, is Kojima Productions becoming an official part of PlayStation Game Studios? You know? And I mean, that could mean that, but at the same time, it feels just as much as it's a PlayStation exclusive. Maybe they just wanted to put it up there, but it is deceptive. So, like, if they're not acquiring Kojima Productions, is it, it is a little deceptive to put on their banner that's for specifically <laughs> developers that are within the PlayStation Studios branding, a game that they just exclusively published 
you know? Uh, that is really weird. So, I mean, I see both sides to it. Um, basing the rumor on just a banner like that is a bit far-fetched. Um, but also, if they were not thinking that that was going to be weird as the uh, website designers, um, that is also kind of shady. Um, a third option that I haven't seen people talking about is the fact that maybe PlayStation could be buying more rights to Death Stranding. Maybe they are yeah. buying it from Kojima's production. That could very well be. Um, to like more widely distribute it with more profits or something or more you know, ownership of the brand. Um, that's possible, but less likely than one of the other two options, I believe. But it's another option that would technically put it under PlayStation Studios. Um, the only other thing to talk about with that is that before the last couple of weeks with the Kojima being acquired by PlayStation rumors, there were about three or four months of rumors that Xbox was working to try to get Kojima to make an exclusive game. Yeah. So that is also interesting because if maybe Xbox was approaching Kojima about something and then it fell through and then PlayStation swooped in and then tried to buy the company. That is possible. But then there's another option that is that Xbox is still working with Kojima on an exclusive game, but then PlayStation would get exclusive rights to Kojima Productions after that, kind of like um, the whole Activision Blizzard yeah. requirement thing is for Call of Duty, where it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. going to be on other consoles at least for a couple of game titles you get what i'm saying yeah um well I, it would almost so, be foolish of them know. to the take them away from other consoles it is also interesting that kojima is such a big name that if you do anything that oh, yeah. at kojima people just jump on it and they're like oh what does it mean what does it mean <laughs> yep, so you're right uh take it with a grain of salt i feel like every time we talk about kojima rumors um nothing happens <laughs> so um that being said, my other news story is that Sony has invested a billion dollars into yep. Epic Games. And that does not make them have like a majority of the stock in Epic. So Epic still is running itself. Um, but a lot of people believe that Sony is investing this billion dollars into Epic because they're putting their money on the metaverse using the Unreal Engine. Yep. And if the metaverse adopts Unreal Engine, like Unreal Engine 5, um, then Sony would see a huge return on that billion dollars. So oh, yeah. I think so too. That is what people think they're putting their money in. Because on the service level, you're just like, why is Sony investing this much money into Epic when they could be investing that money into, you know, more exclusive studios to compete with Xbox and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, it is Sony investing in a profit from the metaverse and how maybe the metaverse could affect PlayStation. And Play PlayStation also has a huge foothold onto the uh, VR scene that Xbox does not have. And PlayStation has also recently, what is the word? They also um, renewed the trademark for that PlayStation home thing that was discontinued like 15, 20 years ago where it was like a virtual space where you uh, hung out with people virtually and that's basically what the metaverse is supposed to be. <laughs> so with PlayStation trying to get PlayStation home back and yeah. have their own little metaverse, 
and it might be part of the metaverse that Facebook is making, and they might be using Unreal Engine 5. That all kind of ties into why Sony would be investing a billion dollars into Epic. So not a huge red flag because you got to be realizing that this billion dollars is not just for PlayStation. This is Sony, the parent company, investing into Epic because Sony is trying to make money off of the metaverse that could be you know, more profitable than the whole gaming industry, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Everyone's just throwing their cards at it, but whatever. And uh, that's all I got in news. Just that's two all. big yeah. PlayStation slash. There's really Sony not much story. else going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm following a little bit of the Overwatch 2 story. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I signed up for the, the, um, there's a, another beta that happens on April 26th. So I signed up for that. Um, we'll see if I get invited into it or not, but I know there's some huge changes that are coming to a lot of the heroes, um, big changes for Arissa that I'm actually looking at. So once I get more information on that, I'll definitely be doing a lot more of a story on it. Um, you know, some of our heroes that we're used to are going to be completely changed. So it is what it is. Uh, that's the state of games sometimes, and they have to make improvements and change things in order to fix current situations. And Overwatch is still a pretty big game. So they want to keep that player base going. So I think that's pretty much why they're doing it. But yeah, there's a whole lot of interesting stuff coming out of that. So we will see, man. We will see. But yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really following that story. We'll see what happens still. And I'm going to be playing a new game, actually. It's not quite new, um, but it's got some really cool reviews on it. And it's called Midnight Ghost Hunt. And I'm going to be playing a little bit of that tonight. Um, basically, it's 4v4 hide and seek. Uh, four ghosts versus four ghost hunters. And uh, the ghosts basically kind of like the game props. I don't know if you've ever played that, but the props can now attack. So you can get inside of these uh, chairs and statues and stuff as a ghost, and then you can attack people. Um, there's really cool stuff. The weapons uh, for the ghost hunters and the uh, traps and things that they have are extremely, uh, um, they're very well thought out and unique. Um, pretty clever stuff. So yeah, I'm really interested in seeing it. It's kind of like a Fortnite kind of cartoony vibe, but a little more polished. And uh, it looks like a lot of fun. So me and a couple of people are going to be jumping on that later today. We're going to be giving it a try. Sounds cool. Yeah, that's all I got, though. Okay, well, I think that was a good amount of stuff that we have. Um, I have some more games that I want to play in the near future. Uh, a lot of stuff being added. Uh, there, I am currently playing through a game, and I will, I will give my full opinion on it next episode. But it, let's just say, it was free, <laughs> and its um, platforming is terrible. <laughs> but I'm forcing myself to get through it. It is some of the worst detection on ledges and physics that I've played in a while and it is very annoying. Uh, oh. I'll talk about it uh, next week though. <laughs> that being said, uh, thanks for joining us again and uh, we will be back with more of the newest news in gaming and more random gaming commentary. 